You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie. That's right. This is the cell phone junkie, not the iPhone junkie, not the CES or Macworld junkie. It is the cell phone junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon, and we are up to show number 35. And it has been a couple of weeks, and I am back today with my co-host, Matt. How you doing, Matt? Good. Good, good, good. It's Saturday. It is Saturday morning, and we're Man. talking phones. We're talking all about everything that's been going on in the last couple of weeks. And uh, got some good stuff today. Excited. Yeah. excited for it. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the different things that are out there right now for uh, different contracts and ways to get out of contracts. For whatever reason, uh, we have Verizon stuff, singular stuff. Uh, why do people switch? Some a fix for your mobile, your Windows mobile smartphone based on the daylight savings time change, um, and some other interesting stuff that we'll go through here. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to let everybody know that uh, as always. One of the best things and our favorite things that we like to do is to answer the questions and uh, read the comments that people have about the show. And the next show that we have, the show number 36, is going to be our questions and comments show. Uh, and I am looking for some input from everyone out there. I've only got a, a few questions, quite a few comments, but only a few questions. And uh, we just want to help. So if you have anything that you'd like us to cover, give, shoot us an email at thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com. Or give us a call on our hotline at 602-903-4116, and we'll make sure to uh, get any questions and things on the show and get those answers for you. So anyway, that's the next show. Just wanted to plug that in there so that if you've got uh, needed to know how to get a hold of us, you'd be able to do so. Come on, you know you want to leave a question. You want to <laughs> talk to us? We nice love people. And we love hearing from people. It's it's probably our favorite thing that we do is the comment show because, you know, we'll sit here and we'll tell you a bunch of information, but uh, we'd like to help people. So anyway, moving on. The first thing I want to talk about is the AT&T singular merger. Uh, we mentioned it on show number 34. We talked about that a little bit and what that's going to mean. But what I wanted to do is kind of – I'll put a link in the show notes here. Uh, we've got plans. They've come out with their new AT&T Unity calling plans. And I'll kind of give you the quick rundown on what we have here. It looks like they're dropping rollover. So if you want to keep your rollover minutes, make sure you stick with singular. And if, and if I'm wrong with that, maybe I'm just missing it here in the PDF file that I'm looking at for the, this brochure of their new plans. Let me know, but I'm not seeing it. Uh, 900 minutes is the lowest tier that they have for $60 a month. But guess what? Unlimited calling between all of the AT&T and Bell South home, business, and singular wireless phones. So, and the 900 any on other minutes. So, if you live in an area where, let's say, most of the home and business lines that you'd be calling in that area are, in fact, uh, old Bell South lines, you're you're in, that's perfect. You know, you're going to have unlimited calling to them for 60 bucks a month, uh, plus 900 minutes. So, and it goes up from there. Uh, the next tier up is is seven or excuse me, 80 dollars, and that's 1,350 minutes. 100 bucks is 2,000 minutes. Another 50 bucks on top of that. 4,000, and then up to 200 bucks a month for 6,000 minutes. So that's a lot of talking, especially <laughs> 6,000 minutes. I boy, that's that's someone who's on their phone all day every day. 
That you know what though for a basic for sixty bucks though. Yeah. I, mean, well, I know that includes your home phone too, but I mean, say someone like me who I don't have home phone. I, I'm all wireless. That's that's just damn. I don't know, man. I mean, I I love the I understand. I mean, I love the fact of having the option there to call all the, you know, all these other different customers. I mean, that that is just ingenious, really, if you think about it. I mean, we have a lot of um, where a lot of people are at in most of the country, um, or even I say probably Canada and other and other countries too. It's usually one carrier, one local carrier that covers a large area in most cases. Yeah. So to have something like this, where now AT&T, which covers like you and I were talking about, which we'll get to the the next story, but about how you know AT&T, then the iVesture, and now all of a sudden the guy, the boys are coming back together, and you know, and back to mom, and you know, the kids are coming home, and mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to say it. But now it's like now half the U.S. again is now going to be this AT&T again, literally almost half. So a little, that means anyone that it lo- anyone that's in the whole area, that whole area is now part of my in-calling. I mean, that's just, that is just unreal. I, and that's what, I, that's, what, that's what I love of this. And, and this wouldn't work for me. I'm, unfortunately, I'm in an area where all the landline service is pretty much done by uh, Quest, and that's the big guy out here based in Denver. Um, that covers a lot of the West Coast, with the exception but of California. But, but don't you, but don't you see the fact that this if they start this now, I bet you the other boys will like anything else. If it works, everybody jumps on. I mean, we've seen that no, so many times when it comes to the to phone companies and wireless companies. If one thing works, people start jumping on board. Oh so yeah. If if this works, I'll bet you you're going to see it in the Verizon areas. Then I'll, you know. Because Verizon is a huge local, like Quest. Quest, who does Quest exclusively work with? Sprint. Yep. Who works with Sprint also? Uh, Time Warner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so, it, this could just really snowball if it's done right. And these these guys really think about it. That would just be awesome. I really. I mean, if I have, you know, I got my Verizon phone, but now I can call anybody on their Verizon home phone for for as you know as part of my in calling. That's that'd be great too. Of course, SBC or AT&T is the big boy in my area, but still, to me, I still look at the big picture. Yeah, I still look about who, not just how this could help me, but how it can help a lot of you know a lot of people. Well, and and you mentioned that. Let me play this here. What I'm what I've got here. This is from Stephen Colbert and his show that he does. And what he's going to do for us here is he he's going to give us his thoughts on the singular AT&T name change, and. Uh, Basically, this is just the audio. It's, it's a video, and I'll put a link in the notes so you can go and watch it yourself. Uh, and it really, to get the full effect, you need to see the video, but I think the audio for this is great. But a minute and 22 seconds here, and uh, we'll be back after that. Meanwhile, big news in the telecom industry. Singular is changing its name to AT&T. It is a crushing blow to those of us who have come to love the singular trademark, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> As you no doubt remember, Singular was co-owned by Bell South and SBC, which had been Southwestern Bell and Ameritech, which before that had been Illinois Bell, Wisconsin Bell, Michigan Bell, Ohio Bell, and Indiana Bell. All of those used to be AT&T. A couple years ago, Singular bought AT&T Wireless and renamed it Singular, but then SBC bought AT&T and changed its own name to AT&T. Then that new AT&T bought Bell South, changing its name to AT&T, making only logical to turn singular into AT&T and down here too. 
In other words, thanks to America's antitrust efforts, the country has gone from this to this. Yes. AT&T is the T-1000 of corporations. No matter how many pieces you break it into, it always comes back together. So, buy AT&T? No. Hell no. And you know what I, what I really like about that? You know, we were talking about that there right at the end, or right when, before we, we played that there, Matt, is they what they show there, and you have to watch it to get it, but... They show a map of the United States, and they say, we go from this, and it shows the U.S., and it's all covered in blue with the old AT&T logo, to this. <laughs> and in 2007, investing and trying to break up things, we're back to where we were before. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it, what it's funny about it is, it's almost kind of sad to think that the government was like, okay, we're, dive, we're, we're breaking you up to AT&T, you're too big, you're controlling things too much. But, okay, fine, okay, let's allow this. Oh, fine, we'll allow this merger. Oh, oh fine, we'll allow this one. Oh, oh, all right, we'll allow this one. Oh, crap. Oh, well, we're back here again. Yep. <laughs> but it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same, but it's different. I mean, there's not, there's still, even though they are all together now, I mean, well, I should say not the whole U.S., but literally half the U.S. is, is now back at AT&T. But in all honesty, though, it's not, if people really think about it, it's totally different than it was back, you know, back in 84, because, you know, your local guy is not your only, is still not your only, is not the only way to get a hold of somebody. Right. You now have wireless, people go all wireless, people go through their their uh, phone, they, they go through their uh, cable company now. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy, it is, and I think it's, a lot of people have now are like, what the hell's going on? People are looking, and all of a sudden they're going to start seeing singular change and they back to AT&T. You know, it's just people are going to be, oh, whatever. That's how some people are going to start looking. I mean, you, yeah. you know, people have been used to AT so long, they're like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Let's ta let's make a switch here in topics and start talking about, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we'll talk about canceling plans and canceling uh, <clears throat> different ways to cancel. Well, I've got a couple of different companies here that we'll talk about. The first one is going to be Verizon Wireless. And uh, this comes from the Consumerist, uh, the Consumerist website. And uh, the, the title is, Cancel Verizon Without a Fee, Even If You Have a Text Messaging Plan. <clears throat> and so one of the readers says that he has canceled his Verizon contract without an early termination fee, even though he had a text messaging plan. And, and we're talking about how the, the rates of text messaging are going up to 15 cents a message. So uh, basically the question is, I subscribe to a text messaging package. Will, it, will I be affected by the message rate increase? And the answer is customers who do not subscribe will be charged 15 cents per message to send and receive text messages. Uh, all customers, regardless of whether they subscribe, will be charged 15 cents per message for text messages received uh, of foreign on, with foreign wireless carriers. So if you send uh, or receive a, a message from, let's say, someone in a foreign country, that's what you're going to get charged for that. So basically what they're saying is effective March 1st, hey, go give it a shot. Maybe you can get out of your, your contract because they were saying you have to pay this amount. So, we'll see. Isn't it sad that it's gotten to the point where people are just kind of, uh, they're getting, they're, people are getting fed up with the way the cares 
just think they can just keep changing contracts and think that, hey, you know what, they can't get out of it. They're in a contract. Too bad. It's so sad. So now people are basically at the point where they're, they're, they're ticked off, so they're finding ways out of these contracts. Yeah, and just kind of – well, and let's go to the next one here because this one is even more interesting. This is an actual script also from the consumer's website for getting out of a singular contract without a fee based on a new arbitration clause. And I, I have to just read the steps because this is unbelievable. Um, so you, you start with go to the – wherever, somewhere in your bill for January and note the section that says notice of dispute resolution – agreement and contract. We are pleased to advise you that Singular has revised its arbitration clause in our standard wireless service agreement to make it even better for consumers. The revised arbitration clause can be found at, and then it gives you a website, uh, the revision is effective immediately. Step number two, call Singular. Question. They say yes. And you refer to the text below. Ask, does this arbitration clause apply to me? And you read back the despite resolution um, or dispute resolution by binding arbitration. Please read this carefully. It affects your rights. Any arbitration under this agreement will take place on an individual basis. Class arbitrations and class actions are not permitted. Singular will say yes. Say, uh, I was also reading uh, this section 7 of the CTIA policy found on your website. <laughs> you read this other thing about providing customers the right to terminate service for charges to their contract terms. Carriers will not modify the material terms. Uh, of their contracts in a manner that is materially adverse to the subscribers without providing a reasonable advance notice of proposed modification and allowing subscribers a time period of not less than 14 days to cancel their contracts with no early termination fee. <laughs> Say to the rep, losing my ability to be part of a class action lawsuit removes a legal right, therefore preventing me from being part of a class uh, in an adverse effect. My bill says the revision is effective immediately. I was not provided a 14-day or greater period of time before this modification goes into effect. The, therefore, the policy permits me to terminate my service without an early termination fee. If the rep agrees... Um, or excuse me, argues that the arbitration clause is not materially adverse, cite this. In Cunningham versus Fleetwood Homes of Georgia, reported on page 611 of the Third Federal Reporter, volume 253, blah, 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 blah. And it just keeps going and going and going. And you can go and you can read into this case. And, uh, and basically they're saying that after that, uh, your contract should get canceled because you have basically given them the fact. But make sure you ask them to note on the account for the cancellation um, and uh, and secure some kind of confirmation cancellation number so that you won't have to go through it all again. And uh, you're not entirely, you know, who knows what's going to happen, if that's going to work or not. But, I mean, just just an on and on and on, um, you know. And if that doesn't work, go to a supervisor. So, But just, to, just you know, you talk about wow, going to the nth degree to get out of your contract, you know? <laughs> I just, uh, man. It's, it's, like I said, it's sad. I mean, but if these companies keep doing this type of stuff and keep aggravating the customer, what do you expect customers to do? Customers are going to get, are going to fight back. I mean, the, but these companies only just don't think about it. They, they don't think. All they think is what's good for our bottom line. Fine. I, I want you to grow. I do, because if you grow, the economy's better. Fine. But you just can't keep screwing the customer. You can't keep changing this and changing that, raising this and raising that, and never expect the customer to react. Yep. I mean, these are the people that buy your products. Keep pushing, pushing them, and guess what? They'll stop buying your products. Well, what about, what about an easier way? How did you get out of your contract with Sprint? You were talking about moving, right? You said that yep. you moved. How did that work for you? 
I've I've done the past when I had Adelines that it was true. I mean, I had an Adeline of someone that lived in the area that was moving to literally like half hour from there and spread like, <laughs> like we talked about before. Nah, not all the time. Yeah, exactly. I'm consistently roaming. What they recommend is that, or what they say is that you'll probably have to provide some sort of utility bill with your name on it from when you, once you move to get out of the contract, just to prove that you are actually there. So, but anyway, that I mean, it, that's that's the easy way <laughs> is to move yeah. where they don't have service. Um, so you know, and and then the last thing that we'll talk about on switching and canceling and and all this changing stuff here is why people are switching and uh, so I, looking at a at basically a survey of people and the primary reasons that people switched from their current carrier uh, to a newer carrier uh, was broken down like this about 27 percent of the people said better coverage they're looking to get better network coverage 14 percent said lower prices 13 percent said friends and family uh, were on that new carrier that they switched to uh, and then a number of different reasons, smaller reasons, all under 10%, better minute levels, plan features, promotions, uh, or a specific phone. Now, when I look at this, I say, okay, better coverage. We we're talking about this, Matt. For the most part now, we're at a situation where people are not going to be gaining a lot in their coverage by switching carriers, unless you live maybe in an urban area or an area where they don't have native coverage. So right. I say to that, uh, <laughs> you know, I I don't. It's it's one it's one of those things where we've always said based on where you're at. I mean, like you said yourself, you you changed because of where you was where you worked. Yep, it was a, it was an office that didn't have singular coverage. Now I had and which is included in my plan, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, my my deal was basically friends and family. My wife switched over to Verizon with a work phone, and so that kind of worked out well for me. But at the, you know, I guess you could say better coverage. I don't know. I, I guess there's multiple reasons that go into a change. But I think a lot of people, it's not that they know they're going to get better coverage. They probably think they're going to get better coverage. And that's why, you know, I'll, I'll tell anyone, 90% rule. If, it, if the phone works where you live, where you work, and where you in your commute, you're going to be good. You're going to be happy. So make sure that that's, you're basing it off of that, not, you know, I spend you know, a weekend, you know, twice a year at some resort or something like that, and my phone doesn't work there. Well, who cares? <laughs> you know, deal. All right. All right. And, I mean, a lot of um, a lot of people do, do change because of, like we're talking about family members, like you said yourself. I mean, people will find out, oh, well, that person's got it, or their friend's got it. Oh, you know what? I'll just sign up for that because I know a bunch of my friends already have it. Mm -hmm. And it, even if they do it, what they could do in some cases, instead of trying to get a contract, in some cases they may just do prepaid, because like we've talked, we were talking about before, some of those prepaids include in calling, so yeah. that might work out too. So, I still, I, I guess my whole thing is the four percent for a specific phone. This kind of goes into what I'm going to talk about later with the iPhone, and my little rant there. Something like that. They're banking on people who are going to change carriers, like you, like Jerry said. His wife's already already dropped down the cancellation fee and ready to do the switch to that phone. Mm -hmm. Ready to change carriers. Is that four percent really? Is that really where it's at? Is it is it higher than that? Do you think? I mean, because I'm looking at that, and I'm 
thinking, I see a lot of people just wanting specific phones, the new change for phones. Well, I don't know. I'm just kind of. I would say, if if I were to look at it, I would say, <clears throat> it may not be that people, uh, in the past, have have thought that much about it. A lot of people want what, like a razor phone. Well, everyone has the razor now, but moving forward, as 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 I think we're going to see maybe some changes between, uh, you know, like singular, they're going to be the exclusive on the iPhone. Are people going to probably say, I want that phone, I will do whatever it takes, and switch because of it? Absolutely. Um, you know, I could have said part of my reason of switching was to get the uh, the Q. Dave from Mobility Today, he switched over from Verizon to Singular because he was so impressed with the blackjack. I mean, that's it's a good reason. I'm, maybe not for the majority of people, but you know, I can obviously cite some cases there where it could have been. I guess I'm thinking maybe it's I mean, that four percent really applies to the us techie guys that really pay attention to the functionalities of what different features the what the phone can do. Right. And so we are changing because of that. So not only are we we're we're the ones laying down the money for these new phones. Not so much me. I mean I, I watch but you know, I really don't spend too much on phones, but still we're laying the money down for these phones plus we're paying the you know in like Jerry's case paying the fee for canceling too. So we're obviously it's it's a big deal to us or techies in general because if we're gonna we're gonna drop down a couple hundred bucks there, a couple hundred bucks to cancel. By the time we're done, five hundred dollars just to make that change. I mean that's that's some serious yeah, cash. Yeah. Yeah, man. And if and if you're doing that here and there just because of a phone, man, that could really add up. I and mean, we we talked about that that uh, about this, the real cell phone junkie, mm -hmm. the person that was spending thousands of dollars just to get change back and forth. Yeah, just going, so, you know. Every every new phone he saw, it was switching carriers, you know, termination fees, you know, money for the phone, and it's, yeah, it can be a lot. Um, I I do. We got a bunch more stuff here. I want to I want to talk about, but it, it is a, it is a good. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about that come come June of this year when when we get on to that. Uh, real quickly, for those of you who didn't know, and Matt and I were talking before the show, and he was unaware of this as well, so. The, the whole spring forward fall back with daylight savings time. And a little history on this. In 1966, the U.S. started the observation of daylight savings time from the first Sunday in April to the last Sunday in October. And basically what they've decided now is um, on August 8th of 2005, George Bush signed the Energy Policy Act of 2005. This act changed the time change dates for daylight savings time in the U.S. beginning in 2007. And it will, daylight savings time now begins the second Sunday in March and will end the second Sunday in November. And what that means, and the reason why I'm even bringing this up, is for those of you uh, with regular phones, your phone is gets its time, typically, from the network. So on a Verizon or a Sprint, your phone is getting a signal from the network saying, you know, hey, this is what time it is, uh, you know, update yourself and... You know, we're going to daylight savings time, update yourself, and you're fine. However, switch over to a Windows mobile device, and you'll find that your phone will allow you to set whatever time zone uh, you, you're in. So, for example, I when I travel, I have to go in and switch over my time zone to wherever I get to. And this is a problem with Windows mobile phones because the programming in Windows is such that it knows when this is going to happen. And... Since it's changing now, there needs to be a patch. 
So I've got a website here that someone has created a cab file for Windows Mobile devices that addresses this change and will add in or basically make the change to the the, the dates on when it's going to switch over. So for those of you who are in uh, any have a Windows Mobile device, this is very important because otherwise you're going to be an hour off there for what a couple of weeks until it actually switches over. <laughs> so yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting story, you know. Here's the here's the question. I mean. What? Uh, well, I guess I'm thinking about how they start your night and weekend in. So let's say somebody forgets it. Yeah, that's that's network that's network dependent. I wouldn't. That, that's that's not going to be a big deal because that that goes. It's not based off the time on your phone. It's based off what the network has on the time. Because you have older older GSM that did not get their updates from the network because GSM isn't as dependent on the time uh, to make their technology work, and so. They, you could set whatever time you wanted to on it. I mean, you could be 10 minutes ahead, 10 minutes behind, whatever you wanted to do, and it didn't matter. It was whatever the network said. So, but anyway, uh, story here from the New York Times talking about uh, plain old cell phones can overachieve with a little bit of help. You know, if you have got a regular cell phone, uh, the type you got for free, and and you want to do some. So, you know, you want to do some of those things that the Blackberries and the Trios and these Windows smartphones can do. You know, what can you do? Well, some, you know, some of the manufacturers and software application providers are offering programs that can be used on a, a wide number of phones. And some of these can do things like email or, you know, contact management or calendar functionality and things like that. Uh, maybe displaying a different type of clock on your phone for you, different maps, stuff like that. So, make, but basically the thing to remember is before using any of these are going to cost anything. Some of them are for free, but some of them use data, obviously. In fact, a lot of them will use data, so make sure you have a data plan on your on your account. So we'll start off with one here that they were talking about called Flurry, and we've talked about this in the past. It's an email application and an RSS newsreader, so you can subscribe and read your news and stuff like that. You know, So you go to flurry.com from your PC, enter in your cell phone number, and they'll send you a text message on how to download the program. Well, Matt, I know you use this uh, service for a little while, and you talked about it in the past, and you said it was uh, it was okay, right? It was it was like I said, it was a good service. It was accurate. It was just slow. Yeah. As I just didn't get the emails that as quick as I would like. I would like to have them. Yeah. So when I was an email sent out at eight in the morning, I wasn't getting until you know eleven, twelve o'clock. That just to me is not. It needs to be quicker. Yeah. And then and then we go from that onto what one of our. Um, our, our people, our listeners, uh, had stated to us, and Google is now offering a free cell phone version of its Gmail service. So if you have a Gmail account, you can download the application by going to gmail.com slash app uh, and enter in your Gmail username and password, and you are, boom, on there reading your email. And uh, you can compose, respond, you know, look at your contact list, all that. So that's pretty neat. And Yahoo has a service, too, that they're calling their, uh, their Go 2.0 service, which is can be found at downloaded from mobile.yahoo.com, and actually you can you know pop on there and get information from your Yahoo account using that too. So uh, it's synchronized with your web account, searchable, show graphics, all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty neat. What about if you're an Outlook user? Then what do you use? How about Sooner? And I know Matt, you were telling me you had you had tried Sooner. How, do, how exactly? I just, I just I mean I just started looking at the story and I I did download the client. It's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like it's got some basic features, got some advanced features that aren't really available or for a price. Um, 
and the it does look it, computer's got to be on, but I think it's one of the advanced features that you can pay for, but may not be available yet. Might be able to access that information even with your computer's off. Yeah. So that would be cool for me because I run off of my laptop wirelessly in the house. So mm-hmm. if I could if I could find a way to do that, that would be sweet. Access files on this laptop via you know what I mean something like this be great without having it on, but. But as of right now, the free app, the computer has to be on. But from what I did see, it seemed to work pretty nicely when the computer's on. Nice, nice. And it so. talks about how, yeah, it, it's got different different levels of service and doing things like viewing uh, viewing attachments and different things like that. And even running, if you've got Skype running on your PC, you can go through your cell phone and run a, a, like a mini Skype client based on the computing power of your PC running the Skype client and kind of... A, a proxy, if you will. Uh, so that's kind of neat. And uh, how about GPS? You know, many of today's phones now use satellite-based GPS to help you, you know, help people find you in an emergency. But you can also use it uh, with different software. And something like Verizon's uh, VZ Navigator or Telenav uh, both use the phone network to provide directions, maps, points of interest, uh, and stuff like that. So that I know is costs a, a monthly fee. Ten bucks a month, or like three bucks a day, and uh, you know, so you can use. But you can use it. I mean, it's something where you don't have to have a high-end phone just to be able to use some services like this. So anyway, kind of a you know, uh, in, in an article that I thought at at least you know needed a mention because it was kind of neat for because not everyone you know wants to get the the big bulky, not even bulky, but ex- more expensive smartphones. So yeah, it's just. But what what drives me is just. Data, data, data. I mean, we all know data is part of it, but man, I wish they would. I guess. How about this? Here's what I think could work. Okay. How about you sell me a service? Let's say. Oh, I'm just trying to think. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to run a blank here. I, I'm. What I'm thinking is, I'm sick and tired of these. These they have a lot of apps out there, but you've got to buy these big data packages. So why not have these apps that maybe you charge an extra dollar a month for it or something, and as part of the features, it already includes the the bandwidth cost or the data cost. Okay. Which is, I mean, I, I just think that if you want these apps to sell, but you want them based, you want them to always have to access the data portion, but then you're, but for me to even use that, I've got to pay another 30 bucks for data. Right. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Why not just say, okay, okay all right, we figure out, okay, you know what, this app uses this much data, which, which they could figure out. They could figure out this app will use this much data. Okay, let's just say, okay, let's just up the price of the packet, the data app a little bit, and part of that will just be, will include the data for that app. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just blowing smoke out there, but I just think maybe that might be an easier way of trying to take that off, have that take off a little bit easier instead of making people buy the app plus have to have a data package available to it, why not send by the app and include it with the app will be the data will be the data included just for that app, the data usage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you you may see in the future things like that where they they bring out okay, what application do you want to use? Okay, well that's all you're going to get. It's going to be a restricted walled garden type of approach where you're going to get, you know, a an IM client and it uses data. And that data is included with that app. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
think about that. That would be a sweet way of doing it. I mean, you could literally, for me, I don't mind that because I use a lot of different applications with a lot of different amounts of data. But for someone who take care if they, you know, have unlimited. Yeah, let's say all they want is it the Gmail app where they just pull their Gmail. Yeah, we're going to see that maybe, yeah, like you want your Gmail or you want email, maybe 10 bucks a month, right? Yeah, and, that, and, all, and what that gives me is it gives me all the data I want, but just for the Gmail app. Right, or maybe two applications a month, 15 bucks, right. unlimited, I mean, 30, 40, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely, I, I think that's coming. Well, how about, uh, talk, we're, how's that for a t terrible transition? Boy, <laughs> I was trying. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> here's what I were talking about. Wired.com in their blog had a, a story about cell phones are actually dirtier, not only than a toilet seat or a keyboard, but even dirtier than the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> uh, the uh, the story talks about uh, people were they did a, a they swabbed phones uh, among other and. and basically look to see what had the most amounts of bacteria. And phones contain more bacteria than any other object. You know, it could be due to the fact that uh, bacteria increases at high temperatures and our phones are, you know, kept in our pockets and nice and warm and, uh, you know, stuff like that. They get bacteria from your mouth on them all the time and stuff like that. But it's, it's yeah, quite gross. They show little well, Petri dishes full of bacteria on here. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, if you think about it, that makes sense because... Uh, let's say something at home, your table gets a certain number, a certain amount of germs. Because, but it's a pretty much most time the same type of germs, I guess you want to say, or the same type of filth. Mm -hmm. But the phone goes with you. So not only is it you're touching your phone after touching this service here, this service here, this service here, this service here. That's I think is wise because it's one of those things that it's being, it's always with you, so you're touching this service, then you're touching your phone, you're touching this service, then you're touching your phone. That's why I'm thinking that it's so much filthier because it's it's multiple areas it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you set it down anywhere, and you're touching anywhere, and you're touching that, and it's, yeah, it's kind of like, and, and a mouse, too, or a, a computer keyboard. They're pretty gross, but you're still, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Uh, new Motorola Q coming out here. The Q2, or the Edge Q, is set to take center stage at the 3GSM con conference uh, in Barcelona. And some people are very excited about this, I, me being one of them. Of course, we're going to be seeing, we knew we'd see this at some point, a, a queue that would be able to run on the GSM networks. Kind of looks like this is going to be an edge phone only, though. And that's kind of what I'm, what I'm reading from this. And it'll probably come out with an HSDPA flavor uh, at some point. You know, this kind of goes along with the new, you know, the second Motorola Q. There's some pictures out there this week. The Norman uh, that's kind of been out there, the Motorola Q Pro. I, they've got all sorts of different things out there, but I'm excited to see uh, something for the GSM networks because I know they've been waiting for a long time. So that's all I have to say. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just... Yep. Got to get on that, Get an, get an update for that or... Maybe they'll come out with a second device relatively soon after that. I'm hoping. You know, who is running fast, though, is uh, Sprint. They're looking at uh, sometime early 2008 now, going to be launching their WiMAX service in Chicago and Washington, D.C. Users should expect to see speed somewhere around 2 to 4 megabits per second for $55 a month, which is uh, pretty darn good. So if you're in one of those network, you know, one of those areas and you get to use that network, $55 
when you go out and buy a PC card, and even if you do have access, you do have a, a phone with like a Verizon, you get a PC card, it's what, 60 bucks a month, right? So for five bucks less, you get speeds that are, you know, two to four times faster than what they have. So this is pretty good. And open access, so you can use it with whoever, you know, to go wherever you want and do whatever you want with it. It's not restricted, open to pretty much anything. So well, that's, I, I love it. We've always talked about how this is one of the good things. Yeah, Sprint has is, is got a lot of bad flack going on right now. And rightly so. I mean, they're, we said they, you know, we said from the beginning, you know, you merge with a company that has really nothing technology in the technological aspect, same as you are, I guess I just want to say. I mean, they're not, they're totally different. Uh, you're going to have your bumps, and they're going through a lot of them right now, worse than I thought that would be, but they are. And they're doing pretty much anything they can to let people know that they're, this, they're still moving forward. They're still moving forward. And this is just another thing that they've talked about for a while. They're going to do WiMAX. They're going to do WiMAX. And to come up with a price point like that is pretty nice. I mean, people still say, eh, it still needs to be cheaper. And I do think that if T-Mobile starts popping out their higher speed networks, let's say later this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably 2007. Yep. I mean, I think that could affect the overall price of this. Even though it is faster... I think that still could affect the price of that, too, because people still, most people don't need major, major, major fast connections. Only the people that really use a lot will need those connections. The average user does not, I don't think. So if we, so if they keep them too high or, or, or T-Mobile comes out with a lower price plan, that, that's going to that's gonna change the game totally, and I can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. But this, this, this does, does show where technology is going. How quick we're getting there? We have changed. How quick? I mean, think about this. In the past couple of years, how how tremendously the speeds have changed in the, only the past couple of years. Yeah, we've gone from essentially what modem. You know, yeah, modem speeds. You know, maybe a hundred megabits. You know, so uh, whatever whatever an IDEN line, uh, not IDEN, whatever they were called back when they first came out. But um, yeah, from a hundred kilobit a second to you know about a megabit a second and up. Yeah. And now that you're talking, we're talking when when any type of wireless web on your phone first came out, it was 50 kilobytes. You know what I mean, you were connecting 50, and you were like, "Whoa, I can get online." I'm wireless. I'm wireless, right? Now they're going from 50 kilobyte to boom, two megs in literally like five years. Yeah, that's crazy. Just shows, awesome. yeah, shows the influence of what you're going to be able to do wirelessly, and, and uh, hopefully they are able to incorporate that technology into phones as well. Because boy, isn't that great to, you know, see a, a two to four megabit connection? I mean, you talk about uh, being able to use whatever applications. <clears throat> That's great. It's great. But no, so. I, I do agree though. I mean, if we've noticed someone Sprint usually has had Sprint's been usually is pretty good about their timing. So when they launch something new, they usually have the devices right there ready to roll. Mm-hmm. In most cases, which I've seen with them, and we talked about when they're coming out revision A, they've already got data cards ready to be upgraded to those. I mean, so that's what I love about them is they've used in most cases have the uh, you know the devices to go right along with that right there. So people are not waiting for this, they're not waiting for that. The devices are ready. Yep, sure are. So. Well, hey, let's talk about. Uh, I, I know at the at the end of the last show we had, or excuse me, I guess it was show number 33. They were kind of shows that were recorded together and uh but we were talking about the iPhone in show number 33 and wanted to 
get kind of some some final thoughts from you here, if we want to call them that, because I know you were you had some things you wanted to say, and we had some some technical problems with getting you uh, your connection stabilized at the end there. So what what do you want to say about the iPhone? Well, here I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm usually doing my mobile minute. I've been talking a lot about carriers. I'm going to change a little bit. Where I'm still talking about carriers here and there, but I'm also going to start talking about some things I feel are wrong, or I can, I guess, when I say kind of Matt's rant is what I really wanted to call it. Things that I think that kind of just kind of tick me off or kind of irk me a little bit, and um, things that kind of fire me up. And and going to the iPhone, the iPhone, like I talked about a little bit before I lost my connection, my good old laptop crapped out of me. Um, first, I want to say is number one. That I'm I'm trying to figure out what market Apple's going after. They're talking about the phone market, but yet they put features in this thing that you know they want. I'm talking about it's an iPhone, but doesn't have a hard the hard drives not as big as the iPods. Then it doesn't have iTunes on it. They're already talking. There's really not going to be that many apps that people can make for it. It's only going to be Apple stuff, which if you notice with a lot of these different smartphones, there are different apps for different people that can be put on these phones that make them that people can use for all different things and it makes me mad that you know apple's just like oh you know well we're coming up with this but guess what if eh, we're going to control everything and we're not going to allow people to maybe write apps for it probably not sorry that what also takes me about is the price i still think it's too much people but people are saying yeah but look at what it can do it's evolutionary okay evolutionary revolutionary I'll give it I'll give it that for the design, but that's pretty much it for me. I don't think besides that, you know, it's got a decent sized hard drive, but really most people that have iPods, guess what? They in most cases fill up the whole thing. So if they've got a thirty gig iPod, do you think they're gonna now pay another five hundred dollars or maybe termination fee with their care, switch over to this phone and have to now compact everything down to eight eight gigs, let's say. Now, I just don't I just don't see it. People, people say, oh, it's all-in-one. Well, okay, so it's an all-in-one. Okay, so I got some of my music. I got a phone, I guess, that's kind of big. I'm going to pay another 200 bucks to get on my contract, so really it's $700, and that's after the rebate. Come on, it just doesn't, you know. I don't have edge connection. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy my kid a device like this. I'm not going to do it. I won't, you know, some of these parents do buy their kids iPods, but you know what? If it's gone, it's gone. If they if they lose their phone, guess what? And they take them off, they'll just buy them a cheap little phone that can still work. With this, if they want to replace this, jeez, man, think about what you lose if you lose this device. Uh, you know, it's only singular, that's exclusive for a couple of years. So right there, Apple has limited the number of people that can even get this device without having to pay fees to get over to it. And then... Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, is it good for the industry? Yes, I will admit it's good because all it's going it's to make other people, other manufacturers think about how their designs are and what they're going to put on their phones. But to say it's going to change everything, I think it's going to affect. But I, I don't think it's going to do change the whole aspect of what the smartphone's going to do. No, and it's it's not. You know, I don't think it's going after the traditional smartphone market. Yeah, it might. I mean, we could we could talk about this all day long. And I I really I'm glad to have your input on it because you're you're uh, and it's not a bad thing. You're just much more cynical <laughs> about it. I am. You know, 
Um, I mean, especially if you're gonna put if you're gonna put something out there that costs that much money. My thing is, I want value for the dollar. I really do. And I think that this is just for what it is right now. It's just not enough value for that dollar yet. Yeah. Yep. Bring it out. Bring it out at three hundred. Bring it out at three hundred. Okay. Then I can maybe see it. That's that's my thing. I mean, I think three hundred bucks for this device. 349 like the, some of those smartphones are, I think that might be the price point we're talking about. Make it make it five something before the rebate. And then after rebate, make it 349. That's the price point. Maybe four. But just that still though, man, we're talking it's a lot of money though. It for is something that they for something that they they think they're gonna get a lot of people to go to. Well, and if they want, want that many people to go to it, more like those people are gonna have to cancel their contract with their carriers, man. And that's Right alone, carriers are upping. You know, like I said, Sprint used to be 150, and a lot of theirs are 200 bucks now. Verizon has been 175 for a long time, and now you're changing my singular plans to this Unity thing, where I think it's good, but now rollover's gone. So you know, I mean, there's just a lot of things. But so I tell anybody, if you're thinking about this phone, just remember every little thing. Remember what's going to cost you to get out of it. What type of package you're going to have to buy with this phone to make it work like you want. Think about, is it worth a connection speed? So don't really go after it until it comes out. Maybe if it has HS2PA and maybe the price comes out. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love right. it. I love it. Well, if you believe it or not, we're at uh, well over 45 minutes here, so we gotta we got to head out. And uh, we certainly appreciate you downloading this show. And remember, next week is going to be the questions, comments show, show number 36. And uh, we're going to try and get Joey back on to talk about some of the some of the things that we have, help answer some of the questions that we get in. Again, thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com is the email address. 602-903-4116 is the phone number. <laughs> and uh, until next time, thanks very much for downloading the show, and have a good weekend. Bye, everybody.